Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. Can I get you to say and showtime? And showtime. Can I get you to draw at the and? Yes. And showtime. And showtime. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hello, listeners. You're listening to This Week Today, a comedy podcast that takes a brief look at this week in history, news, entertainment, and more. Welcome to the show. I'm Tove. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? Well, if you've listened to the past two episodes, this will make sense. I am nearing the end of my plate of chips and salsa. <laughs> my basket of chips and salsa is coming to an end. Really? You've almost finished your chips and salsa. Hopefully, there's. I see the waiter that has is coming towards me with a with another basket of chips and salsa. Hopefully, it's for the table behind me, and mine is done. I hope you're right, but my fear for you is that you're in a Brazilian steakhouse situation regarding your chips and salsa. It's coming right for me. I think there's a huge there's a huge parade of gauchos coming out of the kitchen, each of them holding a giant basket of chips and salsa. Yeah, you know it's fresh and hot and it's delicious. Yeah, and you're not going to be able to resist. Yeah, I mean, and, and except in this in this Brazilian restaurant, the ch- there's no chip that I can turn over where that says like red stop, don't bring meat, you know, or chips and salsa. It's it's full on chips and salsa. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm completely wrong. And you're nearing the end of your last basket. You you scrape the bottom of the little dish that has the salsa in it, and and the the, the waiter's kind of looking over, and you're giving him a very pleasant no thank you. And you get to, you know, wipe off the corners of your mouth and get up and leave. Once, once and for all. Yeah, I'll pay. I'll pay the check. You know, I'll pay the check with a generous tip because you're a good, you're a good tipper. I'm a good tipper. You know, I, uh, I, I was very thankful for this chips and salsa service, but I, I need to take a break from chips and salsa. So if all goes as planned, you know, I can line my, I can line my stuff up right. Then I think, I think that waiter will look me kindly in the eye, nod, and 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 deliver them to the table behind me. That'd be great. Yeah. I want that for you. Thank you, buddy. All right. Well, I don't want to belabor that point. I actually do want to get started because we may need some extra time for today's news story. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Well, let's get started then and take a look at the calendar of special days so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. Let's do it. We'll kick things off with today's celebration, National Sunglasses Day. Tomorrow is National Paul Bunyan Day. Tuesday is National Camera Day. Wednesday is National Parchment Day. Thursday, Adam, is my birthday. Yay! Friday is World UFO Day. And we'll wrap up this week's glorious celebrations on Saturday with National Enjoy a Park Day. Yeah, it, it feels really good when you get when you park the car in the perfect spot, you know? And you enjoy that park. That's right. And so on Saturday, you can enjoy your parking job. Right, right. Now, I will say one correction here. Wednesday, uh, I think you pronounced it wrong. It's National Parchment Day. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is Parchment Day. Yeah, yeah. That's so, correct. Anyway, uh, so I am curious, how in the world are you going to combine all these things? And I'm going to respond by saying, Adam, hold my beer. <laughs> and here we go. I'm going to sit down with a piece of antique parchment and a quill and write a goodbye letter to my friends and family. Then I'll head down to the local park dressed as Paul Bunyan in sunglasses, a costume in which I'm often seen, 
<laughs> where I will finally give in and allow myself to be abducted by aliens. Of course, the local press will be there uh, to take pictures and properly document the event. And that's how I'll be celebrating my birthday this year. That's great. I think my favorite part is where you write on a piece of parchment, goodbye, cruel world, I leave you behind. Yeah. So there you go. I don't think you thought I could do it. I sense the skepticism in your voice. Yeah. Once again, I've taken all seven celebrations and combined them into one glorious celebration. You know, despite your, your perfect track record, I was still skeptical. Oh, I could sense it. I could sense it in both your face and your eyes. And my demeanor, countenance, and emotions. That's right. The whole thing was just... It was wholesale skepticism. Uh, optimistic cynicism. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam, with that, why don't we turn our attention to this week in history? Well, it's a good thing you said that because I love history and I love this century. Let's start off in 1613, Tof. The Globe Theater burns down, and that's where Shakespeare's plays debuted. Don't know if you know that, and actually I've passed by that very site when I was in England. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, right? So we're going to flash forward like 200 years, and in 1829, English scientist James Smithson establishes the Smithsonian Institution, which is amazing. Moving along into 1863, the epic three-day battle at Gettysburg begins, which is, you know, kind of a lesser-known skirmish uh, as a part of the war. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's a minor. You have to kind of know your deep history for that one. I've heard of the uh, massacre at Fort Pillow. Well, that was a much bigger battle. Yeah, but I've never heard of Gettysburg. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing related to that ever again. So it was it was kind of a one off. But as we move along in 1867, Canadian Independence Day. So in your face, eh? Yeah, in your face, eh? Uh, in 1914, Austria's Archduke Ferdinand is assassinated. Wait, wait, wait! Assassinated? I heard it was a trip and fall. No, he was he was killed with kindness. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it was an inadvertent assassination. So, sorry, Ferdinand. Um, but in 1953, workers assembled the first Corvette in Flint, Michigan. So that's really cool. Very. Yeah. In 1984, the PG-13 rating debuts because Raiders of the Lost Ark was way too violent for <laughs> a PG uh, rating, but that was it. And unfortunately, no more boobs in PG movies. I know, dude. Those were the days. Those were the days. Everybody loves a good bird. Uh, and moving along a decade, in 1995, the U.S. space shuttle docks with the Russian space station. Now, that whole like ISS type thing is just mind-blowing to me. I love it. Now, here's some, weird, some real history, Tough. In 1997, this is the year that Mike Tyson uh, bit off Evander Holyfield's ear. I was watching that live. Yeah. Yep. I was super bummed out because they, you know, that happened and didn't get to finish the fight. Finally, we'll wrap it up with, in 2007, the bald eagle was finally removed from the list of endangered species, which is awesome. That is a uh, U.S. moment of triumph. Yeah. You know, when I was in uh, Montana a few years ago, I got to see them in the wild, and that was as majestic as you think it is. Yeah, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Adam. How about we move on to the news? You know I like news and jingles. Adam, have you ever wondered how horny your city is? Yep. I used to live in Miami. I wonder that all the time. Well, I've recently stumbled across a study that ranked the top 200 
horniest cities in America. That's a pretty extensive list, 200. We're going to go over the top 10 and the bottom 10. So in other words, the top 10 most horny cities and the bottom 10 or least horny cities. Okay. So kind of good news, bad news. So Adam, do you want the good news first or the bad news first? Bad news always first. Okay. All right. Well, bad news for people that, li- that are living in these towns. I'm going to let you guess, at least attempt to guess, the bottom 10, the least horny cities in the U.S., uh, man, least horny? Well, I don't even know how to like begin to think about that. Like, What are some like lame towns? Detroit? <laughs> oh, Adam, that was a terrible guess because Detroit ranks number 20th. Oh, man. They are quite horny in Detroit, so why don't you try again? <laughs> All right, Kansas City. Kansas City is decently horny. They rank 67th. Okay, okay. Um, so you get one more guess, then I'm just going to share the bottom 10. Rochester, New York. Oh, wow. You're way off. Rochester was 16th. They are quite horny in Rochester. Wow. Yeah, I guess places with nothing to do and it's cold. All right. So here we go. Here's the least horny. So if you live in these cities, I'm sorry. Either you're not very horny or the rest of your town, not very horny. So here we go. Number 10 is Omaha, Nebraska. Number nine is McKinney, Texas, which is a suburb very close to me, unfortunately. Number eight is Naperville, Illinois. Number seven is Plano, Texas, which is adjacent to the town that I live in. Number six is Brownsville, Texas, down in the valley. Number five is Laredo, Texas, down in the valley. Number four is Amarillo, Texas, out in West Texas. Number three is Cape Coral, Florida, which is actually the largest city in this survey where Paul and Luke live. (laughs) Number two is Frisco, Texas, another suburb not very far from me. And... The least horny city in the entire United States, Midland, Texas. (laughs) Let's look at the other side of the coin, and let's talk about the top 10 most horny cities in the entire country. And once again, I'm going to give you a few guesses. So guess which towns you think are the horniest cities in the United States. Well, let me start with Miami. I got to start with Miami. Miami, Florida, your former hometown, is ranked number 48. That is interesting. All right, well, let's try um, Tallahassee. Tallahassee is 160th. Not very horny. Dude, man, like their college town vibe is a lie. Um, let's see. How about San Francisco? San Francisco is a decent guess. They rank 35th overall. Okay. Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm, Salt Lake City, not very horny, comes in at 132. Uh, I can see that going both ways. <laughs> but they can't. Oh! Um, all right. And last <laughs> guess. Let's try something obvious, like LA. LA is number 62. So decently horny, but not excessively. Yeah, I, okay. bet, I bet the answers to all these questions are like in like towns in the middle of nowhere. with literally nothing to do. All right. So here's the top 10 from 10 down to 1, where we will reveal the horniest city in America. Okay. Number 10 is Baltimore, Maryland. Number 9 is Tempe, Arizona. (laughs) Number 8 is Dayton, Ohio. Number 6 is Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah. Makes a little bit of sense. Number 5 is Atlanta, Georgia. What? Number 4 is Providence, Rhode Island. Number 3 is Hollywood, Florida. Yeah. Number 2 is Orange, California. And I can't believe you didn't guess this one, Adam. The number 1... Horniest city in the U.S. is 
Paradise, Nevada. I wouldn't have guessed that. So it's a part of Las Vegas. Oh, that's true. Okay. So something else I thought would be interesting is to look at, look at the cities where the gravity beard interns live. (laughs) All right. So again, do you want to start with the, the horniest intern cities or the least horny? Well, let's start with the, let's start with the most boring, the least horny. Okay. So here's some interns that live in towns that didn't rank at all. They didn't even get in the top 200. So Tom Coe, who lives near Detroit, but not close enough. Clay Groves, who lives in Conway, New Hampshire. He doesn't live anywhere near a, a horny city. And New Hampshire in general, not very horny. <laughs> Chad Brockbrader lives in Denton, Michigan, which is relatively close to Baltimore, but literally on the other side of a, of a body of water. So he can't, he can't be counted there. <laughs> As mentioned before, Luke and Paul live uh, near Naples. The closest is Cape Coral, which was 198th on the list. They actually live in the least horny part of Florida. <laughs> then Carrie McGinnis lives in Peoria, Illinois, closest to Joliet, which ranks 69th. Nice. Yeah. Dave Champa lives in Portland, Maine. He also doesn't live anywhere near a horny city. And Maine, not at all horny. No. And Casey, Casey Jones, who lives in Plainville, Kansas, and Tori, who lives in Salina, Kansas... The closest town that scored in the survey was Wichita, Kansas at 161st. So they live in a very not horny part of Kansas. Huh. Here's the good news. Well, first of all, I'm just going to name a couple of cities where some of our interns live. Your former home of Miami, Florida ranks 48th. Uh, Tiff Franks, who used to call Tacoma, Washington home, she ranks 54th. They're kind of in the middle, along with uh, Brisky, who lives um, in Birmingham. Kate Willinga from Boston. These are all towns in the middle. Andrew Blucas from Seattle, all in the middle. The Metroplex, where I grew up, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Dallas comes in at 115th, Fort Worth at 153rd. So, not very horny. (laughs) And the town that you currently reside in, as well as Amy Jordan, Austin, Texas, comes in at 120th. Wow. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, oh, one more. um, Vikram from Planthropology. He's from Lubbock. They're 177th. Chris Brayton from Bakersfield is 190th. And intern Mike Cohen grew up in Midland, Texas, the least horny city in the entire country. So as you can see, West Texas, not at all horny. Man, for horniness, Texas sucks. Yes, they do. All right. So here's the good news. If you enjoy living in a horny city, then this is good news for you. So Derek Glasscock lives in Milwaukee. That ranked fairly high at 47th. This is, this is how it ranks among intern cities, not overall. Right. So Derek lives in the sixth horniest city among interns. April Norcross and Chris Birkenbein live in, near Palmdale or Rosamond. That is the fifth most horny city among interns. Matthew Osborne lives in Washington, D.C. That was fourth. Chris DeVos and Bob Haynes are from Orlando. That was third or 31st overall. Kirk Griffin lives in Tampa. So a lot of horny cities in Florida, Adam. Not yeah. surprisingly. Yeah. So Kirk was the runner-up. And this isn't going to surprise you at all, but the interns that live in the horniest city, Aaron McKenzie, Hal Robbins, and MVP Keith Gala, who all live in Atlanta, Georgia. Hot Atlanta. <laughs> Hot Atlanta. So congratulations to the three of you and, of course, our MVP, <laughs> Among interns, you live in the, the horniest city in the United States. 
Yeah. Well, well, nicely done, guys. Applause, applause, congratulations. You live in the horniest place. Hopefully you're contributing. Quite honestly, I don't know if that's good or bad, but the facts are the facts. Yeah, hopefully you're making yourself available to the statistics, you know, and being part of the Swingers or Available Sexual Partners Club. Just a couple of other findings before we move on. So Tampa, Florida likes porn the most, followed by St. Louis, Kansas City, and Atlanta. Patterson, New Jersey has the best access to adult entertainment and, and events. Providence, Rhode Island is the king of sex toy sales. McAllen, Texas, down in the valley is in second place. Adam, Rochester, Buffalo, and Syracuse have the highest population of singles and swingers. And four out of every 100 residents in Jackson, Mississippi, contracted an STD, making it the city in the U.S. that enjoys unprotected sex more than any other city. Wow. Which, by the way, is where Karen Harris lives. (laughs) (laughs) Jackson, Mississippi? No kidding. She lives near Jackson, yeah. Uh, Baltimore and San Francisco occupy the second and third place in that statistic. Man, that's fascinating. Yeah, so there you go. Go Rochester. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Adam, we definitely don't have time to get to our next story, but I do have a headline. Dang it. Man found dead inside Spanish dinosaur statue. Was he naked trying to give out tracks to the homeless? There's no way for me to answer that question, and you know that. Dang it. I know, just hoping. But thank you to Amy Jordan for supplying that headline. We will make every possible effort to get to that in this future episode. Every single one, dude. All right. Well, with that, let's move on to birthdays. Well, buddy, I don't know how we can top that, but in the interest of time, let me go ahead and give us some rapid fire bullet speed birthdays. You ready? We're going to start off with a, with a, with a, with a zinger. So believe it or not, Lindsay Lohan turns 35. Could have sworn she was going to be 43. Michael Phelps, Olympic champion, turns 36. Liv Tyler, love her, turns 44. Tobey Maguire, meh, turns 46. Tof turns 21. Me, baby, me. <laughs> you. Elon Musk turns 50. Pam Anderson, of course, everybody knows her, turns 54. J.J. Abrams, the great J.J. Abrams, turns 55. John Cusack, most notably from being John Malkovich. Mike Tyson turns 55 also. Tom Cruise turns 59, believe that or not. And Toph, Captain Hold himself. Andre Brower <laughs> turns 59. I'm sure yes. he would be very, very displeased with us even mentioning it and making a show of his birthday on our show. John Elway, of course you know who that is, turns 61. Hall of Famer. Brett the Hitman Hart turns 64. Kathy Bates turns 73. And we're rounding out the last three with Larry David, who turns 74. Gary Busey, the wild Gary Busey, turns 77. And Mel Brooks, thought he was dead. Still alive at 95. And by that, you mean happy birthday, Mel Brooks. And by that, I mean happy birthday, right? Thank you, Mel. I mean, and Mel Brooks, you're a genius, for the record. All right. How about some born this week, but now dead? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Clay Groves. I have two people that were born on this day, but are now dead. First is Pat Morita, who died in 2005 at the age of 73. Today, he would have been 94. And King Henry VIII, who died in 1547 at the age of 56. Today, he would have been 474. I've seen his armor up close. Wow. And depending on if you know about that armor, that could be turned into a double entendre. (laughs) (laughs) Adam, we have one thing before we can wrap up. Okay. Can I interest you in handing out... A Darwin Award. Well, besides Lottery Loser of the Week, Biggest Criminal, like the Darwin Award is like the, t- is the, is the trifecta crown. 
<laughs> yes, it is. And for those that are not familiar with the Darwin Awards, they celebrate the improvement of the human gene pool by honoring those who accidentally remove themselves from it in the most spectacular way possible. <laughs> yes. Today's recipient, MC Kevin. Yes. He is a Brazilian singer and rapper who was married to criminal lawyer Alana Bezerra. Three weeks later, the newlyweds traveled to Rio de Janeiro and were staying at the Brisa Barra Hotel. That's where MC Kevin and fellow singer Victor Fontenelle met escort Bianca Dominguez. They all went up to Dominguez's suite. Shortly after, there was a knock at the door. Afraid it was his new wife, Alana, MC Kevin went out on the balcony and attempted to climb down to the floor below. Instead, he lost his grip and plunged five stories to his death, landing on the deck next to the pool. So you get for cheating, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finish up with this note. Later, Dominguez admitted to police that she engaged in a threesome with MC Kevin and his friend just moments before his death. <laughs> well, I guess he went out on top. <laughs> and Adam, that brings us to the end of this abbreviated episode of This Week Today. Well, this was a wild ride from start to finish. Indeed it was. Some credits before we go. Come join us in our Facebook group. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. Find us on Twitter by searching at This Week Pod. The number for the JonBenet Ramsey Crime Tips Hotline is 214-531-3936. We'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This Week Today is a proud member of the Podfix Network. For more information, go to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Thank you to our friend Phil Rude for our custom logo. For my pal, Lord Saunders, I'm your co-host, Tove. You've been listening to This Week Today. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. Unfortunately, buddy, I don't have time to get to one of my sign-offs, so you'll have to take it from here. This Week Today is a proud member of the Podfix Network. And showtime. Nailed it.